Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app or go to betmgm.com and enter code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. have an introduction okay. i i'd want it to feel like hey this is this is it this is what we're gonna do but um i did want to tell you when i first heard of you i was on reddit and gore movies i guess that's yeah. your account yeah i run that so i found you on there because i'm always i'm the type of dude like I have to find the weirdest shit to watch, right? Like I got to, and then I saw your subreddit, which is uh, Gore Movies. And then I happened to see that you also made a movie and uh, which is Backyard Gore. Yeah, Backyard Gore is a collection of uh, my first four shorts. And I got to- In anthology form. Yeah, and I got to see that. I was like, this is- this is pretty neat. You know, this is, um, golly, it has to be been at least a year ago when I found that, maybe two. But when I found that, I was just, it, it really intrigued me. And I thought this guy is like going for it. And he made something and he just put it out there. And I remember seeing the the CD. I guess you had the little, the, the CD cases. And he had the, yeah, yeah. That's what you started out with. And, um, and I believe I got to see a little bit of that of that first one. Um, I believe the woman in it is that your your wife? Uh, she's my fiance now. She was my girlfriend at the time. Oh, okay. So she's in it, and it's like uh, how it was shot. I loved it. It's like um, like underground, you know. And what really stuck out to me, what really drew me in, is the beginning with the credits. You kind of had like uh it looked like paper and it had stuff written on it just looked like someone's like some killer's den or something just it it looked i I just that's where it got me i was like yeah that's that's pretty cool yeah that 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 credit sequence because i didn't have i still don't have a computer i only have a phone so i have no way to do uh opening credits so i had seen this short called uh i'm allowed to curse right Oh yeah, yeah. This is all. <laughs> this is okay. Cool. Open uh, for him. <laughs> this old shot on video short called Chainsaw Scumfuck. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the guy had just had written credits with uh, fake blood. I tried that first, but I don't know how he did it because I could not get the stuff to stay and not run. So I just said, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'll just write it on the paper instead, and just and you know tack it to the wall and just go around the room, kind of like how he did. But, you know, instead of fake blood, it's just, uh, you know, handwritten. I've seen that, too, before in uh, low-budget stuff, too. Yeah. It, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, you know, I, I had just gotten a VHS camera. I mean, I never really used one before. I, I've had friends that used them and just played around with them. But I was still getting to learn the camera, so I really didn't know how to focus that well. So that's why the credits are out of focus a little bit. It took me a little while to like, you know, I'm kind of a slow learner. It took me a while to get used to that camera. Took a couple of shorts, actually, where I figured out that I could autofocus. <laughs> well, and it, it kind of added to the element to me. I mean, <laughs> it might have been like, man, I'm learning this, but it kind of added added to it because of how, like, you know, underground it looked. You know, it just yeah. it just added to it for me anyway. And um, 
it was just neat to see that. And whenever I started, you know, dipping my toes in all this and, and, and talking to people that create stuff, um, and, and then finding people like yourself, I mean, that they're just like, you know what, I'm going to shoot something. I'm going to make it, I'm going to put it out there and to hell, whoever didn't like it, you know, so there's, there's an audience for it, which I think you are proving because now it's on uh SOB horror, the, the, the website, you have a DVD out and everything. So yeah, I mean, I there's an audience. It. I can't, I can't believe it. I really can't <laughs> believe it. I was just making that pretty much to, you know, just have fun. And I was hoping it was going to piss people off and like they were, they, but it hasn't got bashed. Like I thought, especially with the, how, like there were a lot of mistakes in that short. Like I still make mistakes, but like that was my first time even doing gore effects. There was no editing really, like except towards the end, like everything was just, I just, I stuffed, I stuffed the thing with blood bags and, you know, it, it was cool, but like a lot of things went wrong, but that's what a lot of people seem to like about it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, all the, and I say this to everybody, all the greats always say, if you want to make something, just go freaking do it, man. I mean, you got, uh, we got endless stuff at our disposal now. <laughs> Back in the day, like you said, you had to have a VHS, you had to have a camcorder and all that stuff. And then uh, now we have everything. I mean, an iPhone shoots just magnificent picture. And then there's apps that you can edit everything on. Like you don't have to go and, and take it to some place that does editing. And have, I mean, you know, the old school way of stuff. But also yeah. I like how you did yours. I mean, it, that's, you know, that that's kind of a uh, nostalgic, you know, you get that VHS feel of it. Yeah, I mean, I love shot of video horror, especially gory horror. Yeah, <laughs> you can get a, get away with a lot of stuff. To... <laughs> you've you've done the short. Are you going into? Are you going to make something else? Are you looking into making other films or a, a full feature? Actually, I actually have made a feature. It's called Gore Grind Mutilations. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't I, seen I... that one. It, it wasn't out for that long. It's almost sold out already, but it's going to get a repress by my friend Donald Wills. Oh, okay. That's that's he, awesome. He runs a he runs a company in Pennsylvania, and I, I feel stupid because I keep forgetting the name of it. But he, it's, it's <laughs> Donald Wills on Facebook is is the one to go to for it. And okay. He might still have a copy or two left, and after that, he wants to get his uh, seller's license and everything, and then he's just going to full on do a full repress of it. I'm sure it'll be a lot of copies available. Oh, that'd be awesome. So uh, I guess later on this year, you're looking at that coming yeah. out maybe. Yeah. yeah he's gonna give update. He just wants, he's a very legit kind of guy. He wants to, he's kind of like how Tony Masiello is like, how, how, you know, everything on the up and up, everything taken care of, like, you know, the right licenses that, you know, don't, don't jip anybody like that kind of thing. Which is good to have. Because there's a lot of people out there. That, that, I mean, there there was a independent movie that was shot, and they went through a distributor. Um, it was Cherokee Creek, and they had hell fighting to get their movie back. I mean, this distributor really like did a number on them, and they finally it, it took like a year of fighting to get that back to get their movie back. Yeah, I've heard a lot of distributor horror stories. <laughs> there's there's so many. But that's awesome that you have that kind of um that connection. Like you know someone and you're going to go that route and it's and you know like the the old gore movies. I mean, you look at it like the ones that I've always seen that were real gory like the the movies from Japan like uh meatball uh what is it called meatball meatball machine machine there you go where you know their limbs get cut off and of course blood just shoots out everywhere it's just like just like anime you know like their hand gets yeah. cut off and like a gallon five gallons of blood shoot out of one little thing oh yeah i'm definitely a big fan of movies like tokyo gore police also oh, yes the, oh man all those so much blood in that a lot of well, everything they're very they're very gory i mean they're like you see it but like there was a what was that one itchy the killer yeah that one's disturbing <laughs> that, 
I, I, I've seen a lot of movies and that one disturbed me. I was like, what in the hell am I want this dude's getting tortured? And it was just, but it was so well done. Oh yeah, it was. But now I'm seeing a lot of that stuff is now coming into like the mainstream stuff. Like, did you see, uh, what was it? It was the suicide, the suicide squad where the shark, the man shark or whatever he's called, rips that dude in half and you see blood go everywhere. And then you see like Deadpool. I mean, like you didn't really see stuff like that, you know, like yeah. the comic book movies are getting like in that, in that realm. Yeah, that's true. So I guess like stuff like this, like the horror and you know, people want to see someone get exploded, I guess. And they're adapting that into these like mainstream films, which I think is, it's pretty neat, but I also like the old school way of the, how, how this all started. Oh yeah, definitely. And I go to your Reddit quite often and I look and I'm like, I'm always on the lookout for something I've never heard of. And I was on it earlier and I look up and see if it's on, uh, on YouTube and I find the trailers and I'm like, I've never heard of this movie before. What is, uh, sex and droning? What is, (laughs) I don't even know how to say it. How old is the post? Uh, oh, that's a long time ago. 36 days. Is it Sex Android? There you go, Android. I couldn't even read it. Yeah, Sex Android. I never heard of that movie. Yeah, that's... Uh, do you know about the Grand Guignol Theater in, in, in France where they did all the gory plays and stuff like that? No. It just reminded me of that style. It's, uh, it's a French movie. It's shot on video. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's shot on video or a grimy film at least. But... Uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty much an anthology, three, three uh, like gory stories, but they're done in that like in a play style almost, I like how you. that theater was, because that theater ran. I think it ran till the '60s, from the early 1900s to the to the '60s. Okay, and they that's pretty much. I mean, of course, Herschel Gordon Lewis with Blood Feast did the first like full on splatter movie, but it's the plays and those plays in France is where they first you were seeing a lot of like gore and violence and stuff like that. So it, sex Android is kind of done in that style, but of course, you know, it's, I, I guess I would say it's more extreme. I haven't really seen any of the plays or anything, but I would imagine like, you know, it's like more sexual and extreme. Like, you know, there's one where the guy just sexually mutilates a girl to death. And there's another one where a girl menstruates to death pretty much. Oh my God. <laughs> Jeez. And it ends with this bit where there's a, a woman just dancing to Tina Turner around a coffin. Oh, so it's wow. like one of those really gory, really, really bizarre, <laughs> like what the hell kind of movies. I like it a lot. No, I mean, that that's what I look for. I look for those types of movies. Like, yeah, what the to, fuck am I watching? I still got the Massacre video DVD of that. Oh, really? That's, that's yeah. good. I don't know that's if it's hard to fun. find now. It probably is. It's like all this oh, stuff yeah. is hard to find which is unfortunate but try to get what i can i guess <laughs> it's usually a hunt isn't it like it, yeah. to find something um, especially if you get into it like the vhs collections you know like you try to get into it now and it's you're just going to spend so much money trying to find that one vhs tape of that movie that you want usually horror yeah. you know I'm in my 40s now. I couldn't afford them back then, and I really can't afford them now. <laughs> yeah. Like, this stuff that was go- going for too much money is, like, going for way too much money now. Oh, man. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, I-, I look at a whole list of, like, VHS, even DVDs that I want. Like, nope, can't afford that. Oh, hell no, I'm not paying that price. Well, and they come out. It's like everybody went, and they bought up all these licenses, and they come out, and they're like, you know, like, street trash you know not not a horrible movie i one of my favorites but not a great one either 
not one that you're going to pay 50 bucks for, but there's people that will for a special edition Blu-ray steel book. And it's like, you don't need that stuff. I mean, it's, it's cool, but I'm also it's, not. It's all about the rarity. I mean, there are movies that are worse than mine technically that go for tons of money because of, you know, the, they supposedly there was a hundred copies made or 50 copies made or a very limited amount. That's there's what makes a, them sell for so much. Yeah, and there's some that, you know, there's some movies that still haven't been re-released because either the uh, licenses and everything got lost in the shuffle, someone that was in charge of it died, and no one knows who's in charge of it anymore. You know, it's it's crazy how all that works out. It's yeah, nuts. Even, even Tony was telling me a couple of, of uh, shot-on-video titles that he wants to get, but the whole copyright and who owns what and who has rights is so messed up that it's just like, it's a struggle to, to, it, to get it. It's, it's, yeah, it's a web. You can't, you, you, you won't be able to find it. Like you, you, it's, it really like, um, like Ken with B movie TV, you know, he looks for license and he tries like, I want to show this. And it's just difficult as hell. Like he tries to get it, but like we're talking about, to hunt who owns it and all this stuff down is just a, uh, it's a maze. Yeah. Especially I, if it's from eighties and you know, seventies and eighties and all that. Yeah. And I love B movie TV. I, I see movies. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that existed. <laughs> so I got to give you guys credit for getting those movies. Yeah. Well, and I, I stumbled upon that channel, like, shoot, it's, I want to say two years it might be longer than that. But I stumbled upon it because, of course, like I told you, I look for the weirdest shit to watch. And I was like, man, this is my channel. So I got hooked on it. And, of course, after that, I started talking to Ken and everything. And it just went from there. Yeah, he's but, got a great channel. Oh, I love I, it. I still remember the first time I tuned into it, they were playing Splatter Farm. I was like, Are you kidding? <laughs> I was like, nobody has Splatter Farm. This is before all the re-releases. Yeah. And I was like, wow, what else do they have? And I've just been hooked ever since. It is. Uh, I don't know how he does it. I really don't. Like, he finds stuff, and I'm like, what the hell, man? How did you find that? Or where did you get that from? And also, and I tell people to watch it because not only the horror, but the action and sci-fi, I watch it because it's something that I've never seen before, never heard of it. And yeah. so many uh, fun movies to watch. And, and I think people should go back and watch that stuff to appreciate the newer stuff. Like, that's where they got that from. You know, you'll see that a lot in the older movies. Oh, that's where they yeah. got that from. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So, I love that channel. I love, uh, love being a part of it. But, um. I was going to talk to you a little bit about, uh, I don't know if that, what exposed you to this, this genre, this, the subgenre, I guess the gore films, because the first thing I ever saw was faces of death. Like back in the day. <laughs> yeah. I definitely saw faces of death when I was younger. I, I don't know. I'd say, I mean, Texas chainsaw massacre isn't technically a gore movie, but it, it really like planted the seed in my head of like, wanting to see those kind of movies for sure yeah then once i came across movies like evil dead and evil dead 2 that had like lots of gore in them i, I really liked that so I, I just really became a fan and eventually through you know i videotapes were expensive as hell back then but you know i, I found some people like with, with bootlegs of cannibal holocaust man behind <laughs> the sun I, I yeah. got those and i was yeah, Cannibal Holocaust is probably still my all-time favorite to this day, I think. Man Behind it's... the Sun being a very close second. Now, those two movies, you're right. Cannibal Holocaust, I I, I exposed that movie to my wife and my oldest son. He's, he's, he's going to be 18, he's 17. They watched it and my wife's like, what is this from? I said, it's from the, eight, like the 80s and stuff. And she's like, are you kidding me? Like, this is shocking to see this. <laughs> so if you make a movie like that, 
back in the day and then someone watches it now and says that's fucked up <laughs> you did you did your job i mean you overdid your job like it's it's great it it's a masterpiece of that's why just, that's that's how i feel about it yeah no it's that's why i love it because anybody i show it to they don't as old as it is it's from 1980 you know yeah. most people that see the older movies like oh that's not that extreme blah 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 but then you show them that and they're like wow when they, they still get really uh, offended by it. It still holds up. Yeah. It, it has disturbing imagery in it. And of course, there is real death in it. The poor animals. Yeah. <laughs> they really died in this. Yeah, they did. But uh, I like that you said the men behind the sun, because that's based off of those experiments that were done at... Um, Oh, it was in, wasn't it in uh, unit unit seven thirty one? There Japan. you go, there you go, Japan. I saw that, and yeah, that 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 is right up there. I mean, though, the actual story is horrifying, and how they did this film, it it makes you feel like you're watching a documentary, like someone had a camera in those rooms while they were doing this shit. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, and, go ahead. It's been a very infamous movie. Even- when I was a kid, before I first saw it, like it's they, I've never heard of a movie where you actually use actual corpse parts for uh, props because they didn't have special effects. I guess, but what I heard is in China they didn't have special effects back then, so they would actually get donated from uh, the morgues and stuff like that. I guess would give them uh, body parts, no. like that scene where that scene where the where the the frostbird the the frostbite victim mm-hmm. the lady is getting her her uh, arms peeled off. Those are actual corpse arms that are getting peeled. That blows my mind. Yeah. I did not know that about and, that. Uh, <laughs> I, I knew, I knew the autopsy scene was a, was a real scene, but I didn't know that the, the parents of that child actually gave them written permission to, to use it in their movie. Really? Wow, man. The stuff and you another, find out. <laughs> yeah. Another fun fact is that like, People are so offended by it, but it was actually made by a Chinese nationalist. The director's a Chinese nationalist. He wanted to, he wasn't trying to like be exploitive, actually. I mean, it comes off that way, but he actually wanted to show how horrible his uh, people's past were. And he did a good job. I think so. Okay. <laughs> he wanted he to sure show how bad, how bad his people went through and uh, during World War II, and he did a great job. Oh, that's a yeah. very uncomfortable movie. It, it, it certainly, yeah, you're right. It is an uncomfortable movie. That's why I love it, though, because, I mean, I love having fun and, and laughing and stuff in movies, but, like, also, when it, when it has that effect on you, I, I just don't forget something like that. No, especially if it sticks out to you. Like, if you, like you just said, when whenever you mention that movie, The Men Behind the Sun, the first thing that come to my head was the frostbite scene. Yeah. That's the first thing that came because I was like, holy crap, that was like, and I, I didn't know that was real arms that they built. I thought, man, they did a fantastic job. Yeah. I found that layout later on. I remember thinking when I was a kid, like, how do they do the special effects so good on this? Yeah. Now, now we know. <laughs> oh, real, my God. real part. That, that, that's what makes that movie more uncomfortable when oh, I found yeah. that out. I was like, Oh, these are real corpses they're messing with right now, right here. That's crazy. I wonder how many other movies did that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, because, of course, a lot of movies came out of China, so you never know. They could have had real stuff in there, like, holy crap, that looked real. It probably was. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, using a, a, a cadaver, you know. I mean, I don't know if the director of that movie was one of the few bold enough to do it or if they were doing it a lot. I guess that's something we can research after this. I, I think so. You got me curious now, and I'm yeah. glad. <laughs> you always find something out new every day. I love that. Uh, it's every time that's I nuts. People, I know people probably be watching this like, this guy's sick. How can you enjoy that? It's just <laughs> it's, it's what it is. Well, not, you know, not <laughs> only <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, man. No, and like I said earlier, like the faces of death, some of the stuff in there is, you know, it was shot from around the world. And of course, some of it's real. 
and then watching it now you <laughs> some of those scenes like they reenacted or they just have it like a movie and you could tell it's yeah. fake oh but yeah it was something like like the video store i went to they had it like near the the porn section okay that's how like forbidden this movie was it was right next to the the beaded door and yeah. so they could see who grabbed it and a buddy of mine he he got him he's like have you ever seen him no and we ran one through three and of course at that time i was like my god what the heck and then i just i'm like man these movies are pretty cool like this is this is pretty neat stuff and yeah, uh people, go ahead i was gonna say people nowadays just like they're like anytime i mention that movie they're like oh it's so fake like so what it's enjoyable it, yeah. it's it's i don't know it, i guess it's more nostalgia for me like i was like yeah. oh man i'm a rebel you know i got face of death vhs at the house you know and yeah, i just and thought it, it was so cool oh yeah it didn't spoil it for me it just went from being like I, I had a feeling that even when i was a 14 year old kid i had a feeling like you know not all this can be real and even knowing now what i know like some of the like that cult scene that, that that actually looked pretty real like i didn't say it was definitely real but i was like either this is real or the special effects are pretty good on this like the the one with the they raided that shed it was a satanic cult right they go in there is that what you're talking about or is there a different no, the, sat the satanic cult is the one where they actually ritualistically cannibalize one of their dead members oh crap and i found out later on that that cult leader was actually the movie's director. <laughs> so I guess that wasn't real after all. Oh well. Oh, it'll be like one, be like one of these people like, oh dude, it's so fake. So yeah. It's faces of death. Like people get so insulted. It's, it's like, so it, it went from being a documentary to a, a a cool gore movie that I really enjoy to watch. You know the other thing that um it's it's I, I know it doesn't exist anymore, but back in the the early days of the internet, do you remember Rotten.com? Yeah, I didn't have, I still don't have a computer, but my brother always did. So like during the early days of the internet, I would always be like sitting hanging out with him, watching him go online. <laughs> I, remember, I remember all these sites. I remember oh that one. I remember God. the sites with the the Pain Olympics and all that stuff. Oh the yeah the BDSM or what is it the the Body modification, Olymp yeah, the pain Olympics. Yeah, B yeah, was it the the wow. BME? The, the BME. BME, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah, that people were chopping at their genitals and nuts yeah, being that. cut open. Oh my god. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> well, I just gotta let my whining cat out of here. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's all good. Yeah, that um, Man, I hadn't thought of the BME Olympics in a while. <laughs> I think I think I have a mental block on that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I remember that. Like all that stuff people still talk about, like the two girls, one cup. I remember seeing. My, I remember my brother playing me all this stuff. <laughs> the things I remember, like on Rotten.com, they had like crime scene photo, like you know, someone that got shot in the head with a shotgun. You get to see like the aftermath of that and it's just like holy crap yeah before you know, all these death sites popped up that was the that was the place to go that was the number one to go to and of course you know people you know after a plane accident i mean they just had all all sorts of stuff on there yeah, i don't know who ran it as as i know it, it, was i didn't think it was still around i think it is because i went on something that's either their website or it's an archive or something so so they exist in one form or another still. Oh, wow. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. And yeah, so I have a lot of memories of that. That's, that's like, that. that's my memories of old internet. Like, it's so, so much different now, but like back then, that's like, that's that's what you saw on there. So I, I was like, oh, what, what crazy things my brother going to show me today? Because he'd, he'd be like, oh, you got to see this. Like, bring me in a room. I'd be like, whoa, what, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> Now he created a, a, a director of gore movies. <laughs> That's what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. That mixed with all the 
all that mixed with all the gore I liked already, I guess pretty much did it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 43 now. I didn't make my first attempt at a movie until I was 40. Because I was always under this impression that you always needed, like, even like the low budget movies, I figured you needed like tons of money up front and all that stuff. Yeah. But I, I started to realize, no, you don't. Yeah, it, you were talking about you were talking about documentaries that you saw that like got you into movies. Like, mm-hmm. I think there were two documentaries. There were was uh, there was Penny Pinchers, the Kings of No Budget Horror, and there was uh, Rewind This. It was a VHS documentary. Very like, good documentary. Very yeah, good. Like I have to give all the people in that movie, especially the directors, like they really made they really fastened it to my head. I, I started to think like maybe I should. Maybe I should give it a try. I mean, I watch enough of them. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of how they did it. You know, I, I know back in the day, they they did have like the boom mics and all this stuff. And then, you know, the cameras. And of course, the cameras were a lot bigger back in the day. They had oh, huge. Yeah. Uh, for all the movies that we grew up watching and, and enjoying. So, of course, in our... in you know, no fault of your own. I think the same thing takes a lot of money to get this done. You got to do this and this. And then you see a trauma movie and Lloyd's there saying you could do it. Just shoot it, make it, you know, it doesn't matter how crazy it is. (laughs) So he's proven that, that you can go do that. (laughs) Yeah. I remember, uh, I remember it it was in rewind this Dave, David, the rock Nelson, somebody I don't know personally. I never talked to him. I mean, I, I know he's made some like really, you know, crazy like shot on video movies, but just what he said, like really like, I don't know, it lit the fire, I think. He basically like, he wasn't like sugarcoating. He's like, grab a camera, make a movie. What do you got to lose? Like he basically just came out like that and said that. And I was like, hmm, that really made me think. Which I think anybody should do that. If, if you have, if you have an idea for anything, you know, I, I think we'll, someone's worst enemy is themselves because I'm the same way. Like, I love doing this. I love talking to people and I love having the podcast and I like having the show that I do. And without me saying, you know what, fuck it. You know, I was always worried people were going to talk shit online, you know, all this stuff. And then I'm like, why do I even give a shit? Like, just yeah. go out and do it. And... I've met a lot of cool people that create things and I respect them for it because it does take, it takes you getting past yourself because you're holding yourself back. Oh yeah. And then, like you said, you were watching that documentary and that guy, Hey, you know, grab a camera, go do it. Just do it already. And you're like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. You basically say no excuse. Like it doesn't cost a ton of money. It costs almost no money. It's if you, when you're starting out, just go do it. You have no excuse to, to not do it. Exactly. And I really wanted to do it. I just, I always thought about, oh, you need all this stuff like money and talent to, to do it. But I see like, some of my favorite directors, I see their early shorts and I love them, but they almost look like something I could have made. Yeah. <laughs> Not all of them, but some of them. Well, and everybody starts from somewhere, you know, yeah, you got to so start somewhere with it. Everybody, everybody doesn't like make, you know, maniac like off the, off the bat. Oh, no. That's another disturbing movie. Speaking of disturbing movies, and one of my favorites too. But um, that's that's another one I gotta show some people because I talk I'll talk about it sometimes. I'm like, what? What? I was like, you de- dude, you need to see this. You need to see that's Maniac. Yeah, that's what's funny too. It's bringing it up is I. There were these, you know, in the UK, how they had the whole video nasty thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, during the peak of that, I was, I would say in early 90s, I was getting a lot of death metal magazines from the UK and they did a lot of reviews of movies. That's how I, I didn't find out about these movies really from, from here, like movies like Maniac, Cannibal Holocaust, all that. Like I see reviews in, in those zines, I'll be like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta see this. Because the, they, they, they had a whole list of all the movies you weren't supposed to watch. And they reviewed them and all that stuff. And they had a hard time getting, they couldn't legally get uncut copies, but, you know, they found ways to get them. There's, I'm, I'm trying to think of other movies that, uh, that got either banned or disturbing. 
you know, and what was the, the um, a Serbian film? I did watch that. Um, I at first, I you know how there was the hype and like this movie is messed up and some people get disturbed yeah. by things and I was like, shit, do I want to see it? And there's that little voice that's like, you got to see it if it's this messed up, which it is. It's a disturbing type of film. Of course, only one of the only films I've seen a guy with his hard dick kill someone with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have original deaths. Like, I'll give it that. Oh, my God. Yeah. But now that I think of it, yeah, there a lot of stuff was insinuated in it, which is disturbing material. Um, but is it the most disturbing movie ever made? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't either. I mean, I do like it. I don't hate. I don't hate it. I, I actually yeah. did like it. It's just yeah, the, like you said, insinuated. Like, but there are some scenes where they do show it. Like this. Yeah. They they there are a couple where they they don't hold anything back, but there are also a lot of where they do. I know it. It, it is a crazy film. Uh, not a lot of people have seen that in. I just saw it the one time and I thought, okay. And, but I look, I try to look past all the disturbing stuff and some of the stuff that like the, the gore and the kills in it, they were, you know, pretty decent. I thought yeah, for that movie, yeah, but yeah, um, I knew I was going to bring that up with you because <laughs> I was like, I bet he's seen that movie. Not a lot of people have. <laughs> no, that I talked to any. <laughs> a friend of mine sent me that when a, a bootleg DVD of it when it first came out, or he burned me a copy, I should say, of whatever he had. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So that's how you saw it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw it. I saw it before they yanked it off of Netflix because <laughs> it was on there, and they, I guess, some uh, someone did not like that it was part of their uh, their library. <laughs> No, I guess not. <laughs> oh man, I think I'm pretty sure I saw it on Netflix. I saw it somewhere, but um, there was a there was something else I was going to talk about with you. Uh, there's there's these series of films. They're called Vomit Gordal. Oh, Vomit Gore Trilogy. The one? Vomit Gore Trilogy. Which yeah. I was like, I need this. I, I, I don't know why I want to see it, but I do. And the only thing I could find online is Best Buy selling it for like $150 for the whole thing. I'm like, geez. Yeah, that's another thing I'm at. I was fortunate enough to get it when it was still 30 bucks. Oh, okay. But, you know, a lot of stuff I missed out on and had to, you know, watch it go up to hundreds of dollars. But I was fortunate enough to grab one of those before it got ridiculous, like, uh, you know, everything else. Yeah. I was like, man, and I, I just didn't think it would be that much, but. Yeah, it's just, it's, I guess it's, as soon as it goes out of print, the price just starts going up, up, up. Yeah, that, uh, that did, that, that did pique my interest, that, that, that trilogy. I was like, I got to see this, and then I found out that the, I guess the lead actress in it, she's she actually died in real life. Yeah, from what I, I heard, she died. She died in a drug deal gone wrong. Yeah, because she she he, I remember seeing in, in a, hearing an interview or something like that that he, he basically took her off the street. Like she, you know, she was homeless, hooked on drugs. Uh, I guess she didn't stop taking drugs, but he let he he let her he let her stay at his place. As long as she agreed to be in these uh, series of movies, he was starting to do, and that's you know how the vomit gore thing started happening. Plus, you know it's obvious he's, he's very into the vomit thing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't bother me. I'm, I'm I'm there for the gore stuff, of course. Like the gore is great. Yeah, the vomit's just there. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't excite me. It's just it's just there. You know, the only thing that bothers me in movies when I'm when I see like a bone come out, like I, I'm like, oh man, I could feel like that. When it makes me grab my arm, that messes with me. And anything to do with the Johnson and what was it? American guinea pig. 
that thing, that whole bathroom scene with that fool, I was just like, he got the screwdriver, and I was oh, like, sacrifice, sacrifice. Yeah. The, yeah, I know there's more. Um, there's more than yeah. one of them, right? Yeah, sacrifice. I believe is the the third one. Yes, the third one. Okay, well that got to me, and I I stopped. I couldn't. I it got me. It, I couldn't watch it. <laughs> that says a lot because I sat through a Serbian film. But I can't sit through American guinea pig sacrifice with the guys putting a screwdriver up his uh, urethra. Yeah, it's probably that. That's what it is. It's not a quick like slice it off. It's a very prolonged, agonizing. Oh, I, yeah, I was like, "What?" In I mean, sometimes I question myself, but then I'm like, "I'm I'm kind of glad because now I've run into people that have seen it, so I don't feel alone in the world." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm people laughing. People laugh at me. I can handle any kind of gore like that. Stuff like that doesn't even bother me. I just, I don't like snots and boogers type of stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's the thing. That everybody has a thing that gets them like, like you yeah. said, with the, with the bones, the the genitals. Like oh. me, it's like, it's like booger and snot. I don't like that. <laughs> I only like hearing about it. Man. Yeah. Everybody's got their thing for some yeah. reason. That's weird. <laughs> I can handle anything else. Like all that stuff you're talking about, I was like, ah, eh, not big, but you know. I remember this one of my coworkers were talking about her her niece like chewing on boogers, and I almost threw up in my mouth. I was like, I don't throw up that easy either. God. <laughs> and I was just hearing about it. If I saw it, I probably would have. I probably would have passed out. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, there's. It's weird, man. Like everybody has their thing. Like. You know, blood has never bothered me. You know, vomit doesn't. Of course, I had two sons. I, you know, I raised them, so of course I saw all that and any kind of body, you know, fluids and you know excrement and all that doesn't bother me. But if I see something with a guy that breaks his arm, it, you got me there. I'm like, oh my god, that I can't even watch it. Just you ever had that it. injury before, or is it just like something no, you're just imagining? I think it's something imagine. I think it's a fear, maybe. Yeah. Like I don't That's want that to happen. <laughs> so yeah. you know, I don't know. I could just imagine the pain of it, man. Yeah, I've never broken a bone, but I've I've had almost any other kind of injury. I I can only imagine how bad that hurts. Oh man. Anytime that someone says, "Man, I broke my leg," or something, or you see it on TV, if you watch sports or something, you see a guy go down and his legs pointing in the direction it's not supposed to. No, that I'm gets. I'm had like, that. yeah, I'm glad I never too. had that going on. <laughs> and I've had lots of injuries, like lots of stupid injuries too. Like, listen, oh, I used yeah. to drink a lot, but you know, thank God I didn't break anything. I've sprained, cut, like all this, everything else, but no breaks yet. Except my nose, but you know, that's, that's different. That's cartilage. That's not bone. Yeah. And you didn't have to wear a cast or anything, you know? Yeah. Never, never had that. I've had, I've had splints when I've nearly broken fingers, but that's about it. Yeah. I was a tough kid, but now I'm getting old. So yeah. you know, <laughs> the, the, the I, I should, you know, Hopefully I don't break nothing. Yeah, don't feel my age now. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, when you hit when you hit your forties, you start feeling things that you're like, why? I remember being 19 and bouncing back up. What the hell, man? (laughs) Like you fall down and you're just like slowly getting up. (laughs) Yeah, I've, I've actually been I've actually been out of work for a couple like near two weeks for a back injury. Oh really? Ten, ten years ago, if I got the same injury, I would just put icy hot on my back and went right to work. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't bounce back like I used to. Mm-mm. Man, you're right. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a lot more. I'm a lot more improved now. I can get I can get around. But when I first got the back injury, it was it was it was one of those stupid. Uh, I put my socks on, and all of a sudden there was a shooting pain up my back. <laughs> that, happened, that happened to a buddy of mine. <laughs> That happened to him. He, he was putting, he, he was limping around. I'm like, what happened? And he's like, oh man, I just, I was putting on my shoes. And what do you say? I wish I had a cool story. I was just putting on my shoes. <laughs> I remember the comedian Sinbad too. When I was younger, he was like, he's like, he's talking about all these like 
when you get older injuries, he's like, keep on living. You'll, you'll find out. Yeah. And he talked about that same injury. He's like talking about washing your face and all of a sudden, oh, oh. <laughs> that happens. Man. Well, I guess back to any project. So you got, you, do you have something that you are currently thinking about? Like what, what, what's going on with Gorefield? What are you thinking of? What do you, what do you want to make? Besides the, besides what you uh, have already said. Yeah. I also, I also recently did a short called uh, zombie eight bloodbath. Okay. It's, It's, it's just basically just about a, it's about this half human, half, half uh, ape hybrid. That's, is, it's kind of a continuum. People won't get it probably, but it's kind of a continuation of from my feature. Like this, this half human, half ape hybrid. They they find dead and, and bring it to a laboratory and give it a heart transplant. Like that whole sequence is really influenced by like uh, Night of the Bloody Apes, where they put in, yeah. actually put real heart <laughs> transplant footage into the into this. Really. So, there's a lot of nods. There's, there's nods yeah. to the Bloody Eight by Keith Crocker, which who also actually makes a cameo as a cop in, in it too, which is really cool. Because I would say like he's definitely one of everybody talks about like that guru that you know gives them advice and stuff about movie making. Keith Keith Crocker of the Bloody Ape and uh, Blitzkrieg Escape from Stalag '69. He's definitely he's definitely somebody I look up to and and get advice from about movies and stuff like that, making movies. So it was cool to have him. And I also have uh, Addison Benek. And what is... Uh... He's, he, he did the movie. He also did a Killer 8 movie called... Uh, man. Psycho Ape. I'm so stupid. I just, it's, it's <laughs> no, Psycho-Ape. no. Yeah, it's, it's hard Psycho-Ape. to remember everything. But, I know. Yeah. But I love Psycho Ape. That's, that's why I felt stupid. Psycho Ape is a newer Killer 8 movie that's really great. I need to check these out because anything with Psycho Ape that sounds pretty neat. I need to but watch yeah, that. It's cool. This short has, you know, the guy I look up to, Keith Crocker, who did the Bloody Ape, and I also have the uh, the star of I'm, I'm sorry, the director of uh, of Psycho Ape also in it. So I got two killer ape directors that actually made cameos in this movie. Very it's nice. Cool. Man. Yeah. I didn't, it's it's that's that's basically there's not a lot a lot of plot like he's he comes back to life he's uh he's on a rampage and and you know officer crocker is uh sending the national guard uh to, to go get him it's a it's oh. a cool little short it's probably gonna come out on dvd also from uh donald wills who's also handling my uh feature right now Oh man! No, someone, someone putting them out. Plus, I'm also, you know, uh, do you know Tony Newton? Tony Newton, no. He he's he hand, he's a producer of the Grind Exploitation. I don't know if you know Grind. Oh yes, I do. I, I, yes, I know what those are. Yes. Yeah, he's he's. I'm also. I have a short that's going to be on uh, Grind Exploitation Nine. It's going to be called Revenge of the Schlock, I believe. It, I guess trauma's taken care of. Yep. Man, that's that's great. It's just like I say, like beyond, like it's like beyond belief. Like when I went on, I really don't want to go on Facebook. Like that was like advice from people. Like you want to get your movies out, you got to go back on Facebook because I've been off there for years. And I was like, I don't really don't want to go on there. But I'm I'm actually glad I did because I got to meet all these cool people like Tony Masiello, Tony Newton, Don Wills, like all these good people. And then, I mean, that is weird because I was the same way. I'm like, Facebook, no, nah, I don't want to do anything with Facebook. Everybody uses it. Yeah. And Twitter, there's a little bit of a presence there. I have met some real cool people through Twitter, but Facebook seems more, I guess, personable. Like they see you, you know, and they, like on Twitter, you can kind of, I, I don't know. Twitter's just different. And then, not a lot of people know about Reddit. I keep telling people about Reddit. Like I found it a long time. I, well, I wasn't there when it first started, but when I found it, I started looking up stuff and I'm like, this is stuff that you couldn't find anywhere else. And especially that's how I found you. So I know I probably wouldn't have found you 
you know, before Facebook. Yeah. If it wasn't for Reddit. I mean, I really like Reddit. Don't get me wrong, but they, a lot of their rules are very, very bizarre. That's that's yeah. I think that's what turns a lot of people off to it. Like they have the big, you know, you can't self promote, but then a lot of filmmakers are like, well, then why do I, why do I bother? But if, yeah. if you, if you just got to find your way around it because you're not breaking the rules. If you, if you stay there for, I don't know how long, they don't tell you how long, but I would say roughly three months and you get up enough, what they call karma points. Then you, you can start your own subreddit and then, you know, nobody can tell you, you can't self promote on there. Yeah. Like, and I think it's a, I'm pretty sure that you don't have to abide by it, but it's like a suggested, a suggested rule that you don't let people self promote. But of course on gore movies, you see people self promoting their movies all the time. I don't stop them. No, I, I do. I do it myself. Which there needs to be more people like that. I think out there, you know, yeah, I'm making something, but also yeah. I, uh, you know, just a professional courtesy, you know, Hey, I want to help this person out. Or I think what they're doing is neat or yeah. it, it takes, it takes no time to encourage someone to say, Hey, you can do that. Go ahead, man. Let's see what you got. And yeah, you're not going to have it 100% perfect and you're going to make mistakes, but as long as you learn from them, you know, all, all you can do is get better. So yeah. I, and I, I say this to all the people that I talk to that make movies. Um, I, I commend you for that. That that's something that you're, you're putting out there and especially with the internet, everybody's a freaking critic. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, I'm happy that you took the time to talk to me, you know, on this little, this little show I have. And, uh, I, I really do. I look forward to a lot more stuff, uh, from you. I'm keeping up with you, even though I'm not very active on certain pages and, and, but I am, I, I am paying attention. So. I appreciate it. But yeah. Is there anything uh, you want to, you want to plug before we uh, shut it down? I said most of it. I mean, uh, my feature gold yeah. mutilations will be available from uh, Donald Wills. Once he, you know, gets everything together and can, can, uh, make more copies okay and also the short uh zombie ape bloodbath will also be from him cool and i and the 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 anthologies that tony newton's doing i have i have other things in the works but nothing's definite yet like there are a couple more anthology ideas and uh, you know I'll, hopefully i'll be able to talk about them soon it's just you know nothing definite but there's there's some things in the works very nice, and man. That's about it. And I, re I really appreciate you having me on. Oh, man. Anytime. Uh, love to talk to you again, especially after you get these other uh, projects going and everything. So, yeah, most Sounds definitely. I, I enjoy I enjoy talking with you as well. So. Same here, man. G3 Assistance through Virginia's Community Colleges is your pathway to a new future. Helping those who qualify pay for school and train for the right career. Right where you are right now. You can learn more at virginiag3.com.